let's say I, I catch a whale, right? Yeah. And it's time to haul it in. What are the things that I need to do to haul in this whale? I've only got a small fishing boat here. Yeah, yeah. It's not fit for a whale. Yeah, yeah. But I want to. I want to catch a whale. What? What thing? How? How do I get that person on board? Um. Welcome to Happy Millionaire, a show about how to make profit with a positive impact and stay happy along the way. So long story short, I put together a job description and this job description isn't like your average job description that you'd find on like workable or a typical job board. Mine was very different. Mine's like, yo, I've started a, a brand five years ago. This is the traction we've got. And this is the kind of person uh, I'm looking for. And I, and I wrote it very colloquial. I was like, this is my tech stack. You love this and you understand everything because I don't. And yeah, like, I remember. And like, uh, we'll put the link into something the, else. We'll put the link into. The, yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll put the link in it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think most people like looked at it and like, "What is this guy on? This is not not your average." Uh, yeah, it's quite relaxed. Uh, it didn't feel like a job. It, it, <laughs> it, yeah. No, it did not. I would say it felt like a job. I basically like painted the vision. Like the the mission is, and the vision is to make it easier to be healthy than it is to be unhealthy. Right? It's a very very grand vision. But also, I want to give the impression to this person that, you know, it's essentially a co-founder role. We're going to have a ton of fun and they're going to be responsible for building a tech team, but also being a critical part of the culture that I want to create at the doctor's kitchen, right? Like a real fun-loving atmosphere with a very serious mission at the helm of it. Look, this is a serious problem, but and I'm going to throw you in the deep end, but I'm going to have your back. Like, I'm not going to let you drown. And when there's stuff that you don't know, like, I will have your back on that. Anyway, so I sent this around to a few people. I sent it to you and I put it on a couple of job boards. Had quite a bit of a response, mate. There's like, uh, I'm interviewing six people and I wanted to chat to you uh, before I start interviewing them all because I don't know what I should be asking, if I'm honest. Like, everyone's read the job description. So what am I looking for when I have this initial chat with these with these folks today? Yeah, all right. I think the number one part is like to you, it's so clear that your purpose is means everything to you, and it should mean something very significant to the person you're meeting, right? So, mm-hmm. you know what's interesting? Some of the best candidates they come in and they start already talking about how the how your business aligns with them. That's why I love. You know that the classic question is why are you here? At that point, I'm hoping the purpose comes out. Right. If they go, hey, I really want you on an early stage company, like that to me, that's not good because there's mm. about a bazillion early stage businesses. Like I think, you know, for me, it's just it has to be someone who is tied to your purpose. I'd say that's probably number one. Then uh-huh. I'd say number two for me then would be because you're so early, right? And there's people just for the listener, like there's so many different stages of a company, right? You've got like the incubation yeah. phase, then you've got like an early stage where you have a product and you know, you want to now push to customers. I guess phase three would be now you've got some customers and you've got product. And after that, it would be, you know, you've now got probably some money behind you and you've got the business is starting to accelerate. You've got a good number of customers. And then obviously at some moment it goes corporate and goes public, right? Yours is, yours is in my mind, like phase two, right? You've got a product, mm-hmm. but now you need to get people, more people to use. You've already got quite a good number of users, like 2000 plus, which is mm-hmm. great. But we need someone who has been in that phase because right now in this phase, you're going to be collecting so much customer feedback. You're going to reiterate the product and you're trying to also figure out your product market fit. Like what are the features that people, when people go on the doctor's kitchen app that 
people constantly use, right? And we have to then double, triple down on those. So there needs to be this commercial element that they've got and plus that experience of being, I guess, very adaptable in this phase. And a lot of people can't do it. If you've come from a corporate job, unless you've done very mm. small projects in a corporate place, it's very hard to have that ability to keep keep on changing and changing directions. This is how you operate. Like you have to keep yeah. on moving. So number two to me will be like, have they had that true early stage experience where they, you know, the ship keeps on moving left and right and they keep on falling essentially on the ship. Like they might even capsize and come back in, right? But do you know what I mean? They have to have that experience. If not, like it's so difficult to, to teach that that one. So in my mind, that yeah. that is super, super key. So, you know, what questions you can ask there? Tell me a project which you built from scratch, like recently, because you don't want to send your last job. You want to just hear it out from them because the one they're going to say is the one that means a lot to them. Then I'd say the third one is just what the phase of life they're in, just like how important is the success of this project? What you need right now, you need someone who's going to slog it. So you need someone who is ready to give a large chunk of their life. They're going to literally prioritize the startup over their family and their personal priorities. And, you know, how do you ask that? That's a more tricky one. I feel you got to ask them, like, how important is the success of this app? And you got to look them right in the eyes because it's a problem. A lot of people and, you know, I've seen this in my companies, they they will give a big, big answer but deep down you know they've got other priorities and that's fine depending on the phase of the business right if it goes a bit later you know as you grow that's fine but in this early phase uh, you need someone who's going to be you know walking with you like with your with you know holding hands you work bloody hard right so i'd say um that's really important and i've been i've given three i'm going to pause any questions before i i've actually been writing everything down i've actually got four uh, so uh, just to summarize, so do they align with the vision and purpose and tell, telling me what brought them to this point and this conversation, why they responded to the job description in the first place? The fact that we're in phase two, have they been in this phase yet? Have they struggled uh, to find product market fit, how they've iterated to find product market fit? Third thing is sort of related is like early stage experience. Like have they had battle scars? If they're coming from a corporate background, they might not like the constant changing nature of early startup phase and that sort of question to sort of dig into that is telling me about a project that they've built from scratch recently and the fourth See, on that one as well sorry to cut you off on mm. that corporate one and also you've got to figure out did they have what sort of support do they have while building it in that corporate place so you know sometimes yeah. these corporates get like like a big swanky like office and 10 million dollars to build a team so it's like it's it's not real yeah, like yeah. were you were you also involved in like incorporating the company were you involved in you know, doing all the legal work and the setup and the operations because a lot of these people in corporate side they're literally given like a throne it's very different in a startup Okay, so any questions on those? I can give like one or two more. Yeah, let's go for a couple more. And I've got questions about red flags. Okay, so... Uh, so what red flags I should be looking out for? So commercial um, experience, right? So you uh-huh. find a lot of people that build technology and they just know it. Yeah. They just architecture, they get it. They know how to build a good product, right? However, yeah. you ask them, hey, do you know how how this is going to sell in the market? Like, how do you, how do, how are we going to get this product in the hands of people? I either go to market, the commercial piece, right? They're, they're not very good because they're just so focused on their lane. You need someone who's yeah. actually, you know, put their head up and understands how to also sell this product a little bit because they should be familiar who that customer is as well and tell you, hey, like, yeah. so I would ask them, how do you think we should be promoting this app and like, who do you think our ideal customer is? Like, they're not going to exactly know, but they should have a bit of a feel. They should have a conversation about the commercial piece. But I'd say that's very, very important. So just ask them some commercial-led questions, like, you know, how are we going to promote it? And who's our ideal customer? Those are very 
two easy questions to ask. The other piece I would say is probably hiring. Um, like ask them, you know, have you, how many people have you hired yourself? We're hoping that they can hire. I'm sure anyone who's listened to this pod has hired someone not good and it is literally so painful. I'm sure mm. you have as well. It's important that they've already made some mistakes. And be careful with this question, right? Because a lot of people will go, hey, yeah, you know, I had a team of like, three people, five people, 20, 30, 70, whatever. But they inherited a lot of that. So they didn't really hire it, right? So right. just say like, how many people yeah, have yeah. you personally hired? So that's the question. And how many of those people, if you got this job, would literally join in a heartbeat, right? That's a, that's a, I like asking that question to just see if they can actually bring people with them. You are playing poker a little bit in the interview, right? Mm. You are. So you just have to like try to position it so um, you can read the hand better right or read what they're going to say a bit better so you're going to interview let's say five six seven people right keep the questions consistent whatever questions we've given today in this list i've given a good number and a lot of them have done been on the fly so you may need to polish them in your own way but you know i'd ask those same questions to each person i take notes in the interview as well yeah because trust me you're not going to remember it the the most important piece in all this like you can do the best interview but honestly the most most important thing will be the references right by far I feel that is where you're going to get the most information. Like if you are interviewing someone, you know, it's going to be someone that it's going to be a colleague, right? And just making sure you do the references, right? Um, Like referred people are always going to be better because, especially from someone you really trust because they probably work with them. Just to sort of summarize the last bit, what I am interested in is how do you refine the ideal customer and then, and then target them as well, Yeah, especially the early adopters. And then, the hiring pieces, that's such a good question. I probably wouldn't have asked that. Like, how many people have you personally hired? That's a, that's a really good question. And the other question is, how many of those would you rehire, right? How many people? Yeah. So, so yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is really interesting. If they give you an answer like 80, 90%, they're talking shit, right? Because I'm telling you right now. Really? Yeah, because like if you look at the hiring stats, let's say you hire 10 people, right? Three aren't going to work out right? Because they're maybe not right. culture fit or they're just not good. Then there's another 30% which you're like, okay, they're good enough. They're okay. So you're left with another 40%. And out of that, like, you know, 10, 15% is like, oh, this is good. Thumbs up. Yeah, I would work with them, but they're good, right? And then there's there's like another chunk, which is like probably the last 30%, which is like, or 20%. They're like, wow, these are... These are rock stars. I I would work with them every single day of my life again, right? So if someone is telling you that 70% is very unlikely. I I thought of another question within that within that category actually is is their firing experience. So how many people have that? Yeah, that's fired? A good, yeah, very good. Because question. Fi- finding someone who hires relentlessly but doesn't have the cognitive bandwidth or the bravery to fire yeah. is probably just as dangerous. Right? So so again, this goes back to the poker thing, right? So you just say, okay, how many people have you hired? They go twenty. Okay, great. And how many of those twenty have you fired? Right, just do it straight away. The other day, like if they're the right people for the job and it's meant to be, it will work out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was I was also going to ask about raising experience. So, you know, if they have been in an early stage startup, um, have they had experience of going into pitches? Mm. I want to know that they can carry themselves and, and at least speak articulately about their, their area of the business in front of people who are going to potentially throw money at it. Yeah. Yeah. How you vet that is, you know, on your final round, um, you do a presentation, they have to do a presentation, right? I would therefore ask them to solve um, a problem of yours, maybe one or two, okay. right? And, you know, okay. you get them to present and then therefore you can see how good they are at presenting. How many rounds should interviewing be? Um, I mean, this is literally like an informal chat that yeah. I'm having so with if, most people today. But So first chat, 
you know, 60 minutes. First call should be an intro call. Your next one should be a yeah. um, deep dive. Some people even like doing an hour and a half on that call, and that's just you and them. Um, at that point, you know, you need someone else to interview them. So someone technical. You want to find someone who's ideally yeah. done that role. And then really, then yeah. it's a presenting round. Some tests are good just in case, like personality tests and things like that. Personality tests or um, actually a technical test, maybe. Are there things that are like sort of gray areas? Like one of the things that we do in, in screen of giving them opportunity to ask questions at the end. It's just etiquette. Like they've given you their time. You've got to give your time. Talk speed. So, you know, English is not their first language. Um, it's very important yeah. that we talk at a good pace. Um, that's, again, another it's a really good point. big problem we've seen in interviews. When you, when you say references, right, Candidate's going to give a whole bunch of references. So how do you find these other references? Do I literally go to that old company's HR and just be like, I'm thinking about hiring this person who can give a reference or like how, how do I literally go, go about it? Yeah, this it? is extra work, right? So um, so what you want to do is you want to go into the, the previous company and like you know, in your case, it's, you know, you're hiring someone who's a CTPO. Okay. So you might want to look at the other exec members, right? And hopefully there's some mutual connections you've got. But, you know, out of pure respect, tell the candidate that you're going to intend to um, speak to people so it's not catching mm -hmm. them off guard. In terms of um, red flags? Yeah, I'd say answering my question. I'm telling you right now, so people don't answer the question. That's maybe because they're not present or they don't want to answer that question. They want to go, hey, I ain't got that one prepared. Yeah. Number two is just the energy. Yeah, you, know, you just know when you're speaking to someone, it just feels natural and it feels good. If, mm. you, if you're having to make a lot of effort, right, this is the first date, right? It's not going to work out. So thirdly is how in line are they with what you're trying to do here? Because they're going to have to go through so many walls. Fourth is I, you know, I like to know if they've got some good questions planned because they've done their research. That means they do really care. There needs to be a link between this person's purpose and um, your purpose. So yeah, I'd probably say those are probably the main things yeah let's say I, I catch a whale right yeah and it's time to haul it in what are the things that i need to do to haul in this whale i've only got a small fishing boat here yeah yeah. it's not fit for a whale yeah, yeah. but i want to i want to catch a whale what what thing how how do i get that person on board um enthusiasm yeah you just have to be really really pumped up right they're going to feel your energy number two is just keep on selling the vision right or know what buttons are working right because that's really the formula, like whatever's grabbed them, you need to work out, you have to decode it. Then I would say, like, really get your um, investors and your advisors to help. It's not just, it's not just going to be you here. Like, you need yeah. the support of all of us. Do you know what? Like, you have to, unfortunately, and this is where it comes to that woo-woo bit, but it's like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, right? You yeah. can't push it too If you're pushing too hard, it feels a bit forced. So it's a numbers game as well. So this is my fourth one. This is a numbers game, right? So make sure you've got a good pipeline of other people because that's going to connect to your confidence. You know, life is a numbers yeah. game. Look, if you're them, mm. uh, if you're a CTO, CPO, CTPO, whatever, and you're coming into a company, what things do you want me to demonstrate to convince you that, you know what, I'm, I'm super excited about this company and this guy's got my back mm. and we're going to make this work? So I, um, so I feel like yeah. one thing that we've missed out on is like, you know, you're, you're an early stage business and, you know, anyone who's starting an early stage business is not probably going to have that much cash, right? And you're you're an example. Ideally, 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 you know, we raise some money before we buy yeah. this person. So I feel they need to really believe that you can raise the money. I think you need to just say, look, you and me are going to, um, again, hold hands and we're going to go raise the money as soon as you join. 
Um, I've already lined up yep. a bunch of investors, VCs, whatever you want to do. I want one month or two months just on board and understand the product. And then after that, then we're going to go, we're going to go pitch. And you know, yeah. we, you basically need to raise money quite quick. Yeah. Faster, the better. Yeah. What my pitch is going to be, it's like, you're going to come on board. Yeah. We're going to create this product roadmap together. I've pretty much done 67% of it. Yeah. With the ideal person on board, we're going to look like an attractive power couple to people who want to throw money at it so we can grow this thing. There might be at that phase of life that you mentioned earlier that they're willing to, you know, yeah. try this out a couple of years, see how you it goes. You are a lot of equity, you know? right? And that is, you know, one yeah. thing I um, retell anyone is that if you want to be rich or have millions in the bank account, right, it's going to be from an equity sale, most likely. You're going to be, and what does that mean? It's like selling some shares in a business because, you know, you get taxes not as much. And at the same time, you know, you can see a million, two million, you know, in that um, transaction. Whereas, you know, you can do a salary and, you know, roughly if you make 100, 200 grand a year, you mostly get taxed. So you have to, it is all about the equity. If you're working for someone, make sure you do try to get some equity. Um, and if you're finding a company, that equity is important. And one thing I just want to tell the listener as well, is just, I know Rupee's building a tech company. And if you're thinking about starting something, I know you're probably looking at Rupee, say Rupee's got a big audience already and, um, you know, it's a bit easier for him and he's got me. Okay, that's fair. But I think if you find your specific niche, which you do have more knowledge than others, which I believe everyone will have something, even if it's wacky and crazy, there will be something. And, you know, your main objective will be trying to monetize it, right? So Rupi's monetizing all his knowledge through an app. He's already done it through podcasts, done it through a book, but he's realized that um, to win big, he has to do it through the app. And what does win big mean is we'll touch more people. And yeah, from a money perspective as well, so then reinvest it. Um, to then help others so i feel everyone's got their own niche they just need to figure out that niche and you know rupee's been on this mission for years and i just feel everyone needs to go on that mission i really hope everyone does find it if it feels right to them if that if you know from listening to this podcast and it's like hey shit i need to do something um and you can feel it in your heart like when i'm speaking right now then i believe there is something there for you